Welcome to Dietitian Table Talks, where I will probably never be sitting at a table. I'm your host, Emily Bogato. I am a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, and online coach. This podcast is about nutrition, fitness, life experiences, and random things in between. Find me on Instagram at dietitian.em.b. Thanks for listening. What's up, guys? I am back. I'm on episode four, and honestly, I thought I would have a lot more podcasts on by now. But when you don't have a schedule for them, it is kind of hard to stay on track. So I think from here on out, I'm going to make a schedule for myself to upload on the same day. Um, Every week or every other week, at least I will have some kind of structure and it will get me on here more. Um, I didn't end up recording one with Des last weekend in Ohio, but we did make a YouTube video. So that will be up on her channel next week. So make sure you check that out. It's a really fun video. We did a Q&A, but we asked each other questions and they're questions that you probably have never heard us answer before, um, and we didn't know what each other was going to ask, so some of them are pretty funny. So make sure you go listen to that. Um, today's podcast is going to be based off of a question that I got months ago, um, but I just think it would be a good idea to talk about it because I don't know if you've noticed, but there is kind of a split or a divide with dietitians. There are dietitians who work in fitness and use macros and help people with their body composition goals and stuff like that. And then there are dietitians who are like anti-weight loss, anti-tracking, anti-anti-anti. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm really not trying to offend anyone here. Um, no hate to any dietitians. I love you all. You're all my colleagues. And I just think that our life experiences have made us have different viewpoints on I remember when I first saw dietitians saying, like, don't track macros, anti-macros, blah, blah, blah. And I was worried. I was like, is what I'm doing wrong? Is this seriously wrong? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. Like, should I stop tracking macros? Should I stop having clients track macros? And then as time went on, you know, the other, there are a lot of other dietitians that track and use macros with their clients as well. And they work with fitness clients just like I do. So, um, the people who are anti-macros typically work with people who, you know, have a poor relationship with food and it's a different clientele. Um, so, you know, we got to do what is best for our clients and what's best for my clients is not going to be what's best for someone who works in a different area of nutrition. So, um, I realized that It was totally fine, and as long as I was, um, you know, making sure that the person I was working with 
the client I was working with that it was right for them, then it was fine. So that is what I want to talk about today. Um, If you don't know what macros are, you might learn something. If you do know what macros are, you might learn something. (laughs) So I'm going to keep this nice and light, no hate. Um, And I just want to start by telling you about my background of getting into fitness and nutrition. And it's been quite the ride. I've had a lot of mess ups, a lot of stupid things before I was educated. And ultimately, that is why I love doing what I do, because I can help people skip over all those steps so that they can reach their goals in a healthy way. Um, So first of all, I started off when I was like 17, I started um, really getting into nutrition. I was overweight, not like obese, but I definitely was overweight. And worse than that, I ate fast food every single day, sometimes more than once. Um, I lived out of town, so I would go to school in the morning, 15 minute or 15 mile drive, and lunchtime we would go out and get fast food because we were we were allowed to leave for lunch and then I was in sports thankfully and I would go have fast food again either before or after practice because I was not home until nighttime every day so um I barely ever ate vegetables I lived off Taco Bell and fast food and I don't know why I started getting into nutrition, honestly. I think that it may have honestly been Pinterest where I started seeing, which do not get diet advice from Pinterest. Please do not. They have some of the worst diet advice you could ever imagine on there. Oh my goodness. Even when I go on there now, like I feel like we need to boycott Pinterest because when I go on there now, I see like, all these crazy diets I've never heard of, the, the egg diet, the grapefruit diet, the army diet, the detox diet, the juice cleanse diet. Oh my God, it is so bad. And I think that is where I first started getting into nutrition. So my first step, I, m- I made small steps over time, which I'm really proud of myself. I didn't do anything crazy at first. Um, I started off by packing my lunch for school and bringing my food for after school, which is an amazing first step. If you're someone and you're just looking for that first step, start bringing your lunch to work. Start making yourself a healthy lunch um, instead of going out to get fast food every day. I think that is, if I ever see that with a new client, um, that and pop, if you're drinking sugary pop, those are my first two recommendations to start making changes with. Um, so I can even I can remember the lunches that I used to make for myself. And looking at it now, I'm like, oh, I don't know if that was really healthy, but it was better than getting Taco Bell every day. So proud of myself for that. I did lose some weight doing that. Um, And I also started working out at that time as well. So, yeah, I started by making changes 
learning how to cook, bringing my own food. And then freshman year of college, I had to live in the dorms at Central Central Michigan. And there weren't that many good options there. They did have, you know, a couple of healthy options. And they were pretty much the same things every single day. Um, so for some reason, I got this idea in my head that if I could stick to only eating like five different foods every day, that was healthy and I was doing good. So I went through this phase, um, like probably like six months to a year where I would try to only eat. These were, these are the foods that were in my food groups. I could have fruits and veggies, obviously. I could have peanut butter. And I could have oatmeal, chicken, and protein powder. And those were my foods. Which, at least I'm happy that I had a protein, carbs, and a fat in there. So at least I had all three macronutrients in there. But I don't know where I got that idea from. But I thought that, ooh... I only ate these five foods today. I am killing it when really that's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, so from that phase, I moved on and I started dating a bodybuilder and not just a regular guy who goes to the gym and lifts. He was a hardcore bodybuilder, you know, the bro type that eat the chicken and rice for every meal, <laughs> eggs. Um, and for some reason, I got in my head that I needed to eat as much protein as I possibly could, and I needed to keep my carbs. I would try to keep them under 100 grams a day, which most of the time didn't end up working. Um, and I remember thinking back then, I was like, oh my god, why can't I stay under 100 grams of carbs? Like, thinking that was a lot. Um... I was, like, pretty miserable at that time. I would never go out to eat. I pretty much was just in my own fitness world. Didn't care about anything else except school. Um, went, went to school. Went to the gym. I had a job, too. So I went to a job. Wasn't social at all. And I was very strict with my diet. Um... And then that kind of turned into, actually, the next step after that was when I found out about macros. So I was tracking my food during the time that I was dating the bodybuilder, um, but I didn't really have, like, a concept of tracking your macros and having, like, specific macro goals to hit for each macronutrient um and the the way I found out about macros pretty cool actually um I was following Emily Duncan which you guys probably follow and a few other fitness people which back then there were not nearly as many fitness people and there were not nearly as many people who tracked macros it was kind of a it wasn't, like, just invented then, because I know that there were some bodybuilders, like, way back in the day that did that, um, but it definitely wasn't popular, but I watched her YouTube, um, I watched, or I followed her on Instagram, and also, 
Um, eventually, I started watching Kara Corey. She's one of my favorite um, like social media people. She's a dietitian as well. Um, I started watching her YouTube, and I was learning about macros. So I saw that Emily Duncan was fitting in these things into her macros that I never thought that you could eat and still make progress. Um, so I specifically remember her eating Ben and Jerry's and she was making great progress. And I was like, what the heck is this magic? Like she is eating ice cream and not the Arctic zero ice cream. She is eating full fat ice cream and she is making progress. So I need to figure out what the heck this macro thing is and I need to do it. So I started learning more and more about that. At, at the same time, I was also taking a sports nutrition class. And obviously, in sports nutrition, they focus a lot on carbs because athletes need a lot of carbs. I considered myself an athlete just because I worked out so much. And I did need more carbs. I was not eating enough carbs. Um, so... I did a lot of self-educating, a lot of, you know, learning whatever I could about nutrition and sports nutrition and macros. And this is when I realized that you don't have to be so strict with the with your food choices. You can fit things in here and there. You can switch up your carb sources. You can eat fruit and, and avocado and peanut butter. And you can also have a bagel. I worked at a bagel shop <laughs> um, at the time I did. And it just made me realize, like, I didn't have to be miserable. And I could eat, you know, somewhat like a normal person. I could go out to eat if I wanted to. And I could still reach my goals. So um, this is why I think that... I have a good mindset around macros and why I realize that macros are not bad for everyone. I realize, I totally realize that some people cannot track macros and I will talk about that later, but I realize that a lot of people can benefit from tracking macros. Um, and a lot of people don't feel restricted tracking macros because they were doing something even more restrictive before that, like only eating five foods. And then they realized that they could eat, you know, whatever they wanted within reason, watch the portion sizes, and they would be fine. So um, when I was being very restrictive with my eating, I was pretty dang thin, and I didn't have that much muscle. And I watched a bodybuilding competition and I saw the bikini competitors and I was like, I want to do that. So I knew that I needed to gain as much uh, muscle as I possibly could in the shortest amount of time because I wanted to compete one year later after I watched that bodybuilding competition. So that is when I started doing a reverse diet. And back then, not that many people knew what that was, so... I think that's kind of cool that I was doing that way back then. Um, I did a reverse diet. I got my macros way up. I was killing it in the gym, hitting PRs all the time. 
And then in 2016, January 2016, I started my first bodybuilding prep competition or competition prep. Um, And thankfully, I found a coach that believed in macros and that is what he used for his clients for competition prep, which now is very, very common. But back then, it was this like thing where, you know, people didn't really respect you because you weren't on the grind of eating tilapia and asparagus every meal. They didn't think it would work. And let me tell you, it freaking worked. I got lean, leaner than I ever thought I could be. And I actually did quite well. I only competed in two shows and I did the Michigan State Championship and I got second place, which I was so proud of myself. And it kind of just showed people like, oh, that actually does work. Um, and that's why whenever people say like macros don't work, I'm just like, okay, sure. <laughs> but so yeah, I competed. Obviously, during that time, I was very, very strict with my macros, where outside of any time of that I was competing, I was not nearly as strict. Right now, I'm tracking macros, and there are other phases where I track macros as well, but I would definitely consider myself very flexible with it. Um, like, I would never track on a vacation. I... I never tell my clients they have to track on vacation. I would never track on Christmas and stuff like that. And um, definitely it's not like a life or death thing for me or for my clients. Um, So after I was done competing, I decided that, well, about a year after I was done competing, I decided I wasn't going to do it again. Um, and I just kind of wanted to maintain where I was at. I didn't really have like specific fitness goals. Um, I was happy where I was at and I stopped tracking for probably about two years. Um, it was during my internship. So, I mean, I didn't have that much time and I was eating healthy. I was still killing it in the gym, working out just as much as I did during my prep, just as much as I do now, obviously, um, not as much cardio as prep, but I've never like stopped training or anything like that during in these what seven years that I have been lifting I've never like stopped loving it um that was totally not about what we're talking about but (laughs) um so I didn't track for a couple years my goal was just to maintain and I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it again because it was so long that I stopped tracking. I was just totally out of it and like just was not part of my routine. But then in, I think it would have been 2019, um, I started working with a coach for about six months. Well, it was before last year's Arnold. So whatever time that would have been, um, I worked with a coach, lost some weight, that was my goal, and then I stopped for a while again, and now for the past 14 weeks, I've been working with a coach, and it's been great, I've been tracking macros, I don't feel restricted at all, I'm doing good, Um, but just because I can track and be good mentally 
does not mean that everyone can. You know, one approach is never going to work for every client. So just because a dietitian cannot track because they feel too restricted does not mean that everyone will feel too restricted. Just because a dietitian likes to follow a keto diet does not mean that she should put all of her clients on a keto diet. Am I right? Um, so yeah, some people shouldn't be working on weight loss at all. Um, some people, if they have had a past of eating disorder, restrictive eating, um, poor relationship with food, anything like that, it's kind of a red flag when it comes to tracking because you don't want to make anything worse for your clients. Um, And in that case, if I did not feel comfortable working with them with macros, I would probably refer them to someone who is more specialized in um, in relationship with food and eating disorders and stuff like that. I have had people apply for my coaching and I've had to tell them I'm sorry. Um, My online coaching really is based off of tracking macros and stuff like that. And I don't think that that is is what's best for you. Um, I think that maybe you should see a dietitian in person, maybe see a therapist, or um, I can refer you to my friend who works, um, she works with inpatient eating disorders, but also um, is going to be working online to help people with their relationship with food and stuff like that. So I would refer them out because my online service is not tailored to that kind of person. Um, If I was meeting with them in person, I could absolutely help them. But online coaching, my online coaching is very um, fitness and body composition, macro oriented, oriented, oriented. Is that a word? (laughs) Um, And I think it would be very hard for me to help people with their goals without having any kind of data. Like, I can't imagine being like, oh, your goal is weight loss. Um, You don't you don't want to do macros. We can't do we can't do macros. We can't do meal plans, which I would never really suggest. Um, But you want to lose weight. So. Uh, just go eat healthy for the week, I guess, and then report back to me. And then they come back and they say, I ate healthy all week and I did not make any progress. And I would say, okay, um, try to eat a little bit less. You know, that would just be really, really hard for me to help people with their specific goals. It would, um, It would just be a long process and very confusing Um, because you need some kind of data if you're going to, you know, try to help people with their fitness goals. And that is mostly what I do. Um, So let's talk about some reasons why dietitians are against it from what I've heard. Um, so some dietitians are actually just against helping people with fat loss in general. Um, my take on that is that the reason why I am, I was interested in nutrition and being a dietitian in the first place 
was because I love fitness and I, you know, went through my own struggles being overweight. I lost the weight. I kept it off. I messed up a lot along the way. And I want to be able to help people with that and skip over all of the mess ups that I did. And I have figured out ways to maintain it. And I love bodybuilding. I love gaining muscle. I love the process of doing a reverse diet and putting on muscle and then doing a fat loss phase and showing the muscle that you put on. Like, I love that. I know that's not everyone's thing, but I love that. So why would, why would I not do what I love, you know? Um, and there really is a need for health professionals helping people with their fat loss goals. Um, If I turned people away and said, nope, sorry, can't help you with that. I don't help people with fat loss. What would they go do? We know that they would go to Susie Squats a lot on Instagram who has no qualifications. And they would pay someone a lot of money to possibly make things worse for them. And I mean, why why would we not want people to work with someone who is qualified, educated, and could help them in the best way possible? You know, we all know fat loss is hard, and being with a bad coach can make it even harder and can have lifelong effects on you. Um, and I have seen some bad coaches and bad coaching protocol out there. So this is not a joke. This is real. Um, another reason why some dietitians won't help or don't like tracking macros is because they say diets don't work and they consider tracking macros a diet. Um, and they say statistics show that oftentimes people gain back the weight that they lose and sometimes even more, which is true. But how many of those people have a qualified health, qualified health professional helping them do it in a sustainable way? I bet not a lot of them. And we all know that there are some crazy diets out there. Just go look at Pinterest or don't. Don't, don't get any ideas. Um, we know that there are some crazy diets out there that are not sustainable for 99% of people. So, of course, of course, the statistics show that people gain back the weight that they lost because they're doing these crazy diets. Um, so, I think if they have someone helping them that's qualified, they will be less likely to gain it back. Um, I used to be overweight. I have kept it off. I have had clients who were overweight, have kept it off. Not just a short term. I I have a client who I'm pretty sure he used to be in the 300 pound range and he was on all kinds of medications. Longest list, longest list I've ever seen. And I work with him now at Title. He weighs about 160 pounds and he takes his only medication he takes is for anxiety. 
Um, he had diabetes and now he doesn't even need medication for diabetes. So, and he's kept this off for like 10 years or so. So I know that it's possible. And I just think that when I see health professionals say diets don't work, like don't even bother. I think that is so discouraging. And I can only imagine how someone who is overweight and they have, you know, health conditions and their doctors telling them that, you know, losing weight would help you with these health conditions. And it just bothers me so bad to see people say that online because I can only imagine how hopeless those people feel when they see health professionals say that, like, don't even bother. It's not going to work. You're just going to gain it back. Um, another reason why some dietitians don't like tracking macros is because they say it's too restrictive. Um, like I said before, sorry, I got a cough. <coughs> like I said before, um, just because something is restrictive for you doesn't mean that it's restrictive for everyone. Um, I know people who love keto. My boss does keto. Um, my gym, one of my gym owners does keto and they love it. They don't feel restricted. I, on the other hand, would be miserable on keto. So that just goes to show the same approach is not, approach is not going to work for everyone. And everyone is going to think that different things are restrictive. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of dietitians actually come from a disordered eating past or a very restrictive past. And that is what got them into nutrition in the first place. So it makes sense that, you know, they don't want to track macros because it's restrictive. So they think that, you know, everyone would feel the same way. So, I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. I think macros are good for most people because I had a good experience with it. <clears throat> you had a bad experience with it. So you think that it's bad. Um, and since they don't use tracking macros in their business, I almost feel like they kind of put it down because why would they say, oh, macros are good for some people when, you know, they aren't using it in their business because they don't like it and they're not that familiar with it or whatever. Um, they're going to say intuitive eating is, is the best way to reach your goals or the best way to eat or whatever because that is what they used with their clients and that's what they use in their practice. So they want people to want to do that. You know what I mean? Um, but what else? Um, I've never had any eating disorder. Like I told you guys, I had weird things that I did because I was uneducated. Um, I never had an eating disorder. And if anything, tracking improved my relationship with food and made me realize I don't have to just eat chicken and veggies. Um, and I definitely don't market my coaching as, oh, this will improve your relationship with food. With Which, by the way, if you ever see someone marketing their nutrition coaching as that and they are not a dietitian, do not hire them because they should not be doing that. Um, anyways... <laughs> Um, I don't tell people, like, like, 
oh, buy my coaching. It'll help you with your, your relationship with food. But I can't tell you how many of my clients have told me that it has helped them with that. Um, and it's probably because they were just like me, didn't really know, wasn't, weren't educated, thought that they had to be miserable to reach their goals. Um, and yeah, that's on that. Um, another reason why dietitians might not like tracking macros is because it's not sustainable forever, which I totally agree with. I don't want anyone tracking macros for 50 years. Like there is an end to macros at some point. Uh, I never expect people to track macros forever. And I do think that most people can benefit from tracking for some period of time. It teaches you a lot of things. Um, Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of mandatory nutrition education in our schooling. And a lot of people don't even know what the heck is in their food. A lot of people don't know what foods are proteins, what foods are carbs, what foods are are fats. And obviously, dietitians know that. We know what's in the foods. We know everything you could ever imagine about foods. I could tell you what nutrients are in food. I could tell you what macros are in food. I could tell you how many calories are in food. I could tell you all that. But you got to remember that the general population does not know that. Um... So I could tell, uh, I could tell my wrestling client that he really needs to increase his protein intake, and then he goes home and he eats avocado, thinking that it has protein because he doesn't know what's in his food. So I do think it could be really valuable um, for most people to track for a period of time to learn what's in their food. Um, Find out what what they're eating. Are they only eating carbs? I've seen people make a breakfast and say, they'll tell me like, oh, I'm so hungry. An hour after I ate my breakfast, I'm starving. And I look at their breakfast and they ate cereal, a banana, and a glass of orange juice because they don't realize that those are all carbs and carbs digest the quickest macros teaches you a lot about portion sizes which is really important a lot of people are overdoing it on the portion sizes um, and just don't realize how small some portion sizes are how many calories are in a a tiny amount of peanut butter and stuff like that Um, so yeah I think that it is valuable and I don't just give my clients protein, carb, and fat goals and send them on their way. And in our check-ins, we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talk about nutrition stuff, you know, whatever they're struggling with. Um, I have them send me screenshots of full days of eating sometimes so I can look at them, um, make sure that they're getting their fiber in, their micronutrients in, their veggies in. We talk about sleep. We talk about stress. We talk about everything. And it's not just macros. We talk about everything. Um, so yes, if, if someone has a poor relationship with food or disorder eating past or anything like that, that is a red flag to me and it's in my client application. Um, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but 
I think we're hiring someone soon that we can refer people to. She's a registered dietitian and she works in a different population than me. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll be hiring her so we have someone trustworthy that we can refer to um, for anyone that we don't feel comfortable taking on. And I think that's it. But if you've listened to my podcast before, thank you for coming back. And if you haven't, thanks for joining me and subscribe let me know you listen because it always makes my day and tell me how you feel about this i don't care if you disagree agree whatever tell me how you feel welcome to dietitian table talks this is emily your host if you're new here thanks for joining and if you're not new here then welcome back um this is it's going to be an awesome podcast because I have my first ever registered dietitian that is coming on here. Her name is Kelsey. Um, her Instagram is Be Healthy with Kelsey. If you want to go check her out right now while you're listening, um, go give her a follow. She has tons and tons of awesome recipes and helpful stuff on there. So, Go check her out, and I wanted to just talk about her a little bit before I have her on the line. Um, Kelsey actually is one of our new additions to our team, DBFT, and she will be getting more involved with helping us with things and having clients online in the future, Um, but she's brand new, so I wanted to have her on here, and um, not only do I have tons of questions that I want to ask her, Um, I just think it's going to be so interesting because she has a lot of experience in different areas of nutrition than I do. Um, We actually did graduate together from Central Michigan University, and that's how I know her. But she works at an inpatient facility with patients who have eating disorders and addictions. And um, online, she's going to be doing work with people more about like mindful eating and stuff like that. So um, she's not in like the fitness realm like I am. So it is going to be really interesting to hear her perspective. And I have tons and tons of questions that I want to ask her. So um, I don't know if I'm going to get to all of them or if I'm going to have to do another podcast with her, but super excited. Um, I also did just want to give a trigger warning just to anyone who has has an eating disorder or has a past eating disorder. I just want to throw it out there. I don't even know like what all this is going to entail, um, but I figured I should just throw it out there just to be sure because we will obviously be talking about eating disorders as that is the population that she's working with right now. But I'm about to have her on the line, so Super excited, and I'll talk to you then.